Greetings in Jesus' name. This is the 10th of May, 2020. We are still in phase four of the lockdown in our country. God will take care of you. Don't despair. This is the day that the Lord has made and we can rejoice. We will rejoice and we shall rejoice. Let's pray. Have mercy upon us, O God. According to the loving kindness, according to your multitude of the tender mercies, blot out our transgressions, forgive our iniquities, and wash us from our sin. We as a nation have sinned against you, O Heavenly Father. We have done what is not right in your eyes. Sin of the past has not become the acceptable norm of our today. There are many vices that we, that we allow in our country and we do not say anything. Oh, Heavenly Father, we see that you have, you, your vengeance has started. Judgment has started in the church. The doors are closed. We, the church, are responsible for the spiritual condition of our nation. But Heavenly Father, let your mercy and your grace be with us. Have mercy upon us this day. O oh Lord, remember the cross. It was at the cross that sin, Satan, and death was arrested, defeated, nullified, and neutralized. Sin was paid for. And we, the human race, can come, according to the book of Hebrew, come boldly unto the throne of grace and find peace. Find mercy. O oh Lord, be merciful on our government. Be merciful on our nation. Be merciful on our country. Be merciful towards Africa. Be merciful to the continent of Africa. Be merciful on the different continents of the world. We have sinned and we ask of you, have mercy upon us. First John 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is what we do this morning, Heavenly Father. As your representative, I pray on behalf of my world. I pray on behalf of my country. I pray on behalf of our nation. And I say, Lord, have mercy upon us. O oh Lord, Heavenly Father. Not by might, not by power. But by your spirit, O Lord, you will restore our nation. Have mercy on our church. Our church that is in scattered and in tatters. Torn apart because of the bickering and the infighting. Because of power and position. Camps within the church. And we are paralyzed. We are broken. And but this morning we ask 
have mercy upon us. Remember what you said, the Lord, and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of Christ. You are the chief cornerstone. You are the head of the church. You are the great shepherd. Will you again in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, and give us your peace. Speak to us today as we wait upon you for guidance in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved, I want to bring to you a word this morning from the Lord that you know what is happening in a country. The lockdown has paralyzed the economy. Our schools are in limbo. They don't know if they must open or not. We see that the stats of the coronavirus epidemic is on the increase in the Western Cape. We see thousands and upon thousands of people died. Fathers and mothers are now in a state of panic, in a state of fear, in a state of worry. The question that comes in the heart is, how will I pay my bond? The question in the heart is, how will I buy the food for the family? Because you know that business has closed for the last month and there was no formal income. But this morning I believe, irrespective of the circumstance, the condition we find ourselves in, Jesus is the cure for the season. Somebody once said these words, God has turned my scars into stars. So let us give the Lord all the praise. Let us give the Lord. If you panic, don't panic. If you are fearful, don't be afraid. The Lord is the risen one. He is he's not dead. He's alive. And I want to present to you the word of God this morning. The word of God coming from the Bible. First Thessalonians 5.18 The epistles to the Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 5.18 In everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Beloved, here the Lord gives us the antidote for fear, for stress, for worry. In the midst of your storm, praise Him. In the midst of your crisis, don't focus on your issues. Don't focus on your crisis. I want to recommend, focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, the world currently, we see death. We see crises. But I tell you that some days ago, we celebrated the resurrection. Jesus He's not dead. He is alive. Praise God. My God is alive. So do not, do not worry about your situation. Cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. 
before I read the text again, I want to share with you what is the characteristic of our time. And this is what someone else said. Dr. Wolford came in his book. Yes, I can change the shape of my world. Beloved, you may not change the shape of the world as it is on the outside. But praise God, God will give you tools. God will give you biblical principles how to shape your life, your world on the inside. Now this is what this guy says. He says, the 17th century was called the Age of Enlightenment. The 18th century was called the Age of Reason. The 19th century was called the Age of Progress. And we have, so, we have seen so much progress in our time. The 20th century, the Age of Technology, Computers, Space, Trips, Scientific Miracles, and it is called the Age of Happiness and Peace. But this current dispensation, the time that we are in, the time of 2020, he says that the 21st century, the present is called the age of anxiety. The age of anxiety. The age of fear. The dispensation of stress. The dispensation of, of depression. Of suicide. Family murders, drug and alcohol abuse. We need to hear from the Lord when times are bleak, when times are dark. I tell you that, remember, the Bible says, and the gospel came into a dark place and it produces light. The Bible teaches us in the book of, Psalm, in the book of Psalms that the Opening of God's word gives light. As an introduction, I want to say this. More grandpas and painkillers are being used today than ever before. Sickness and disease has become big business. Therefore, the small chemists on the corner are being replaced by chemists in shopping malls. The shop writers, the checkers. You will find the big chemist. In America, they call it the drugstore. You will find it in your shopping place. Our communities are so tired of the lockdown because they, they fight for survival. Some people use medicine to wake up in the morning. Some people use medicine to go sleep at night. Some to manage their busy days in their marriage, family and work life. And others just to sleep at night. They use alcohol, medicine. Because you see, they can't sleep. They toss one side, toss the other side. Because they are working over time in their mind. They are saying to themselves, what will I do to change what is happening in my world? 
they are fearful of yesterday, they are fearful of today, and they will be fearful of tomorrow. With result that people, young and old, even children, suffer stress. They suffer depression. They suffer helplessness. Many can, cannot take life any longer and opt out by committing suicide or give themselves over to alcohol abuse, drug abuse. And some has gone so far, abandoned life, and now make their life on the street. What worked yesterday seems it doesn't work today. High blood pressure, cholesterol, are called the silent killer in our modern day. We, we see many stroke victims in our communities. And people make house on the street. The question in, in the heart of many, how can I come out of this? How can I overcome this? How can I overcome the pressures of life? The demands of life? How can I provide for my family? I'm not working. What can I do? Now listen to the question that people are now posing everywhere. Where is God in times of all these troubles? Is there a cure for worry and stress in God's word, the Bible, for me? Will we ever come out of this lockdown? Will we ever come out to to, to square one, to uh, go out and, and make money and have parties and do whatever is necessary? My answer to these questions is yes. Jesus Christ is God and, and there is no cure for what is happening today. And I don't, I'm not here to give a cure, I'm here to present a person, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the cure of God. He is the, the ark of Noah during this time of death. And panic and the pandemic that is eating away thousands and thousands of people. I just heard of a sad story how a nurse of over 40 years was preparing to retire the next day. She succumbed to COVID-19. She died of this pandemic. So, so many times we, we plot and plan and then we cannot even enjoy our pension because we die. But is there a solution? The question is, is there a cure? No, I don't have a cure. The world is now reveling and reaching and seeking a cure. But I want to give you something better. I give the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I greet you in the name of my great physician. Now you may ask me, why do I greet you in the name of my physician? I say, in 2019, he cured me from blood cancer. He prevented that the CRE virus killed me. And I walked out of hospital on the 13th of December, my last chemotherapy day. And I've never looked back for the last four months I'm on no medicine. I don't use any medication. So my cure, I present to you. 
in the midst of the stress, in the midst of the crisis, is not a cure, my brothers and sisters, that can be produced by a manufacturer, by a chemist. My solution to you is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. And he's, he's not, he doesn't knock on doors, he walks through walls. He don't need a boat to, to sail on the water. No, he walk on the water. So now I give you my, my, if I have to give, say, if I have to, to, to give you an antidote to our time, I said, before you complained, count your blessings. Before you complain, count your blessings. Remember the old hymn that we were taught in, in Sunday school and in church. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. So in this time of lockdown, in, this, in the time where, where fathers and mothers are, are locked at home and, and there's no bread on the table, I tell you that in the time of Elijah, God sent ravens, birds, and they fed the men of God. Elijah was fed by ravens. When Moses and the house of Israel came out of Egypt, they came to a barren land, they came to a desert land, and God provided manna from heaven. God even provided meat. Quails flew into the desert. And God brought water out of a rock. I know that my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Praise the Lord. So I want to give you a solution for today. That if you apply God's word in this time of concern and crisis, you will not have a nosedive, but you will have a skydive. You will have the, the guts and the glory to fly like an eagle before you complain. Yes, you have right to complain, but I say just before you complain, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Now here in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 18, here comes God's cure for the crisis. Don't focus on your crisis. Focus on Christ, the anointed one of God. God's solution when men find themselves in problems. Philippians 4 verse 6, a resounding guess to this text. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, listen, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. In every situation, use the power of prayer. Use the power of petition with thanksgiving. Our buzzword today is thanksgiving. Present your request to God now when we do that, listen to the blessing God gives. 
and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and mine in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 5.29 says, Always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The reason why the Bible presents the antidote for our time, thanksgiving, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Paul says, In every situation, under any condition, give thanks. What? Not a request, but beloved, but a mandate. Like the mandate of Exodus chapter 20, The law of God, you will have no other God before me. This is the same impetus, the same power. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 29. Always give thanks to God, the Father, for everything, in the name of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to read Philippians 4, verse 6 again. I want you to meditate on the word. Do not be anxious. It means do not be fearful. Do not allow anxiety to cripple you. Do not be anxious about anything, but in any condition, every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving present your request to the Lord. Now I want to present to you thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is to acknowledge my dependency on God, not my circumstances. It is a verbal declaration on my dependency on God and not on the crisis. I will call on the Lord. Remember Job? When he was, was full of leprosy, sore from his head to his toes, his wife came and said, Bless God and die, he says, Can I only receive the good and not the bad? Listen to what he says. I know that my Redeemer lives. So I want to state point number one. Thanksgiving is not conditional. Listen again. When God gives you to say, give thanks, He doesn't say it is conditional. It's unconditional. It means God don't care about the status or the circumstances. He has not changed. Our God is unchangeable. Paul say in Thessalonians 5 verse 18, we ought to give thanks in everything. The emphasis is on the word everything and it means the following. Now listen to this. When believers are thankful amidst the storm, it demonstrates dependency on God, not the circumstances. Now when you and I complain, complaining cripples us. It paralyzes us. 
when we give thanks with a thankful heart, thanksgiving does not cripple us, it triples us. It gives us a new speed in our walk. With my God, all things are possible. Now listen to this, beloved. Even if thanksgiving does not make sense in the moment of your crisis, still continue to praise God for His purifying grace is at work in your life. Irrespective of what you are ailing about, what you are belly aching about, still give thanks unto the Lord. Philippians 1 verse 6, Paul encourages by his letter to the Philippians when he said, being confident of this very thing, that he who begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. An example of grace under fire is the personality of Job, the prophet Job. He lost everything. He lost his cattle. He lost his property. And one day an earthquake shook the foundations where his children were having a party and they died. That was not all. Then Satan hit him with leprosy. And this man found himself on the heap of ash. He had nothing to live for. But what kept him alive in the midst of his greatest disaster, of his physical lockdown? He says, I know that my Redeemer lives. Brothers and sisters, it is not the condition that are determining the outcome. It is the living Christ. It is Jesus. He cured me from blood cancer. Then God can provide in the midst of our pandemic, in the midst of this great storm. So I want to say to you, don't allow the condition of the coronavirus and the pandemic to, to muzzle you, to stop your thanksgiving. Give thanks unto the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for your health, that you are alive. Give thanks to the Lord that you can see your wife and you can see your children and you have electricity and you can make food and, and you can wash your clothing and you can eat with them. You have a, you have a, a bed to rest on. You have a roof over your head. You have shoes on your feet. God will supply the bread and the water, the meat. God is not dead, beloved. He is alive. He wants to use this time uh, to provide for every eventuality. My God can do it again. I'm convinced about that. But do not allow the condition to muzzle you. Do not allow this time to shut you up. Give thanks unto the Lord. So point A was giving thanks Give thanks unto the Lord. It is not conditional. 
Let the condition of a time not stop you to give thanks. And then I want to say, thanksgiving cannot be optional. We don't have a choice in this matter. You, you cannot give thanks today and, and skip one week or and two weeks and come give. No, give thanks every hour. Give thanks every day because thanksgiving is God's source amidst the storm. Like I said, to give thanks as per God's instruction in any situation, in any condition, give thanks. Paul says in Thessalonians 5.18b Now, this is not what he said. This is the instruction he received from the Lord. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. When you are down and you wish to go up, then thanksgiving is divine elevator. God can take you from ground floor to top floor. Remember I said some time ago, he who came from upstairs, downstairs, in order to take you, that is downstairs, upstairs, how do you do it? Give thanks unto the Lord. He says, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. God wants you to praise Him. God wants you to give thanks to Him. God wants you to worship Him and stand back. The battle is not yours, it is the Lord's. Now let's look at a verse. The verse confirms that thanksgiving is a command and it reveals God's choice for you and me when life does not make sense. The coronavirus or this pandemic doesn't make sense. Our, our normality has become abnormal. The apple card has been thrown aboard. People are no longer skydiving. They are nosediving. They are in and overheels with the issues and the concerns. But God is wise. Therefore, when we give thanks amidst the time of darkness, when we find ourselves in the bottomless pit, Thanksgiving and praising God will lift us from the mighty clay and plant our feet on Canaan's highway. For this is the reason I sing and I shout, for Jesus came down and he lifted me up. But also it reveals God's desire that we ought to give thanks to the people that serves us and that helps us in this life. God don't only want us to give thanks to him, but God say, give thanks to those who serve you in this time. The police, the doctors, the nurses, the emergency personnel, give thanks, pray for them. Now listen to what happens when we give thanks. When we give thanks, we confound the spirit of depression. And when we disregard divine opinion, then the results is the crippling of our soul. If you start to complain, beloved, you are going to be crippled. But if you start to give thanks unto the Lord by thanksgiving and prayer and petition and supplication, you will triple. God will remove the stone and God will be alive in your life. When we complain, we cripple ourselves. But when we give thanks, we triple ourselves forward into life. Complaints create depression. 
And as a result, we injure ourselves and those in our surroundings. Now, now listen to this. Complaints keep us in prison. But when we praise God amidst the problems of pain and suffering, God will open the door. I want to close by saying the following. Thanksgiving is God's cure for the crisis. Thanksgiving is God's cure for the crisis. What can, what can praise and worship do? What can giving thanks do for us? Let's look at Joshua at Jericho. Joshua 6, 14-20. The Joshua generation, they were walking around Jericho. They blew the trumpets and the people shouted. The walls came tumbling down. Before you complain of troubles, blow your trumpet of praise and God will do the impossible. Remember Peter in the book of Acts 12, 5. Peter, free from prison. The church prayed nonstop. The Lord dispatched an angel. There was an earthquake and the earthquake shaken the prison doors. Praise Open prison doors. Complaints keep you locked in. Praise break down the door. Lockdown cannot lock you down when you praise. God will free you. Paul and Silas sings in Acts 16.25. Now they were chained head and feet. The Bible says they prayed and they praised. They gave God thanks. So therefore, thanksgiving cannot be conditional. Thanksgiving is not optional. It is mandatory. God says, do this. Paul and Silas, they prayed and they were singing. What happened? Again, there comes an earthquake. that sick, open prison doors. Now, when we praise God opened doors. When we complain, God keeps the door locked. What happened when they started to pray and praise? An earthquake came. You see, when God is on the move, there is an earthquake. And God will shake and reshape our foundations and set the captives free. Shackles fell off the feet of Paul and Silas. The prison door opened. We see in the book of Exodus, now the word Exodus means God's way of escape. God always creates an escape for you and for me. They came to the, to the Red Sea. There was no other way out. The other way out is back into slavery. But God, God brought them there because God is going to demonstrate that nothing stopped him. God said to Moses, Speak to the water. And Moses and the nation of Israel, over 5,000 people, walk on dry ground through the river. Daniel was protected in the lion's den. Joseph was promoted from prison to prime minister. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego 
are joined by the angel of the Lord in the fire. You see what happens? The fire that Nebuchadnezzar set to destroy them, God used to protect them. So in conclusion, praise and thanksgiving is God's cure for stress, worries, and oppression in times of pressure, in times of problems, in times of pain. It seems to me in Scripture that God will not remove times of pressure, problems, and pain from the lives of believers. But he promises that he will be with us when the going gets tough. God's escalator that takes people from ground floor to top floor is this. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ concerning you. Philippians 3.1 Finally, brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Philippians 4.4 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. The peace of the Lord be upon you. I say to you, Corona, I don't care what you're doing. You are not the final authority. God is. Heavenly Father, have mercy on those who have lost loved ones. Have mercy on those who panic, but allow them to use thanksgiving and praise in the midst of a storm. I'm Kevin Williams. I'm a captain in the police. The peace of the Lord be upon you. Amen. Thank <clears throat> you.